0: All right, let's start with, how many books in the Bible? 66. How many in the Old Testament?
1: 39. How
0: many in the New Testament? 27. What's the first book in the Bible? Exodus, Leviticus, Versus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Versus, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 2 Kings 1 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Zephaniah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians,
1: 2
0: Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 1 John. Good. Jesus loves me this time of,
1: for the Bible tells me that ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves
0: me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Climb up the mountain, point to the sun, no distance, and count everyone.
1: Let the rainbow stand on the sea. Thou make us all a beautiful king.
0: God said, Judges over Israel, one brave woman, they helped Israel fight their battles, left them back to God for sin. I can't be with Deborah, Femilek, Ger, Isfam, Abdon, Son, Eli, Samuel. Y'all know any people named Isfam at school? No. Isfam. Isfam. Huh? I Alright, listen. If I say here, you say.
1: Okay?
0: I won't do that again. Here. Believe. Repent. Good. Confess. Acts 8 37. Be baptized. Acts 8
1: 38. Live faithful. All right, we've got to
0: do this again. All right, let's go. Let's do it again. If I say here, you say. Believe. Repent. Confess.
1: Be baptized. Live
0: faithful. Good. All right, let's do the shorter version. Here, believe, repent, confess, be baptized in the water, rise up again to walk with Christ, and live like you are. One more time. Here, believe, repent, confess, be baptized in the water, rise up again,
1: live like you are. All right. What
0: is the key verse of authority in the Bible? Colossians what? Colossians 3, 17. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord. And what is our theme for the year in Boothville? Philippians what?
1: 4.13.
0: I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.
1: Philippians 4.13. One more time. I can do
0: all things through Christ and me, Philippians 4 13. And if somebody asks you, maybe they're even making fun of you, to prove there's a God, what song are you going to sing about? Um, Hebrews what? 15. Hebrews 3 and 4. Remember 3-4. Hebrews 3 and 4. We sing this song. Every house is built by someone. Every house is built by someone. But he who built all things is God. And then that person will walk away probably. Because you answered him. See, you did good. That's good. All right. How many elders do we have here at Boonville? Four. Four? Who are they? Boonville has four elders. They're good men, as you'll see. There's Tim Estus,
1: Larry Morgan, and Buster Green. Don't forget Tommy, Baragona, too.
0: These are our elders, and the shepherds, too.
1: All right,
0: somebody has to sing the Fuzzy songs now. That us have a got. song together. Fuzzy was a cattle. he went on up a tree. He wiggled long, he wiggled short, he wiggled right at me. I put him in a little box, don't go away, I said. But when I opened up that box, it was a butterfly instead. No, I could never make one, not even if I tried. Only God, our Heavenly Father, can make a butterfly. It was a tadpole. he wiggled in the lake. He wiggled long, he wiggled short, he wiggled like a snake. Yeah, to noise. Ooh, yeah. I put it in a little jar Don't go away I said But when I opened up that jar It was a hop and frog instead No I could never make one Not even if I tried A hop and frog was made by God Just like the butterfly Alright let's try that song We started last week About how we worship God And I want you to raise your hand And not just blurt it out And we we'll call them. This is how we worship God, worship God, worship God. This is how we worship God according to His Word. Give what? What do we give? What else do we give? What do we give every Sunday somebody? Money. All right, we give money to who? To God. We give our money to the Lord, to the Lord, to the Lord. We give our money to the Lord, showing him our love. Pray. We pray to the Lord our God, Lord our God, Lord our God. We pray to the Lord our God in Jesus' name. Really? Sing. Sing. We sing praises to our God, to our God, to our God. We sing praises to our God, singing in our hearts. You already said it once and then we we'll call you again. Okay? Huh? Believe. That's not how we worship God. We do believe, though. But what causes belief? What do we do?
1: No.
0: We, what happens up front in that potion?
1: Preach.
0: Alright, yeah. right. we listen to the word of class. We listen to the
1: word of God. Word of God. Word of God. We listen to the word of God.
0: And increase in faith. Right here. Do what now? Alright, the Lord's supper, right? we partake of the lord's supper lord's supper lord's supper we partake of the lord's supper remembering his death i think that's it i think we got them all okay good all right do what there's only five that's all we did yeah most of y'all don't want any more probably right five's enough he does yeah okay all right quickly what is the verse that we can sing about that shows you can trust in God all the time? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will direct your steps. Alright, listen carefully. will y'all focus loud and clear together? What is true success in life? Say it together. What is truth? Failure in life. And what's God's ideal for marriage? Okay. And why were you made?
1: Okay?
0: And because God made you, what does that mean?
1: I am special.
0: Good, good. Alright, tomorrow. Okay. Don't get off to school tomorrow? Yes, you're not going to go to school tomorrow, do you? Yeah, do do
1: do hey, but listen,
0: listen. You may have chores to do at home or homework to do, but even if you don't go to school, what are you going to do all day tomorrow? I know it. Yep. Hold it. in let, let's stay here together. I will
2: do my best.
0: I will never give up.
1: God do huh?
0: Do it to you, too. That's right. Everybody. And I'll always remember that right is always right. Wrong is always wrong. It's never right to do wrong. And it's never wrong to do right. And that's right because the Bible is right. Alright, time's up. One, two, three. One and two. Three and four. He loves you more. More than
1: you ever been loved before. Five, six, seven. Eight and nine. Now we've started. Oh, you
0: got it up. One, two,
1: three. One and two. Three and four. More than you have been lovely before. Five, six, seven. Eight and nine. Now
0: we've sunk right up to ten. We don't have time to see it again. All right, y'all did a good job. All right, before we get started and go to class tonight, first of all, we want to welcome everybody to our assembly tonight. We've got excellent Bible classes uh, for all ages, as is always the case here at Boonville, and we just want all of you to know that we're very glad you're here. Uh, We are blessed to have those visiting with us tonight, and you are our honored guest, and we hope that you will want to come back and be with us as often as you can, uh, especially based upon how we treat you tonight. It's our It's our desire to make everyone to feel welcome. Uh, As far as announcements go, I'm not going to rehash any of those announcements that were made this morning, but I do encourage you as always to seek out somebody every day to try to encourage. And uh, if you'll do that, then uh, I think your life is being lived in a very worthwhile way. Encourage just one person every single day. Maybe send them a card or a text, make a call or a visit. And uh, I think that will not only uh, do your heart well, but it will certainly help somebody else. Before we dismiss the class, I want to ask Stephen to come and lead us in prayer. Let's pray together. Most gracious and holy heavenly Father, we are mindful of your goodness and your grace. Thank you, Father, for all of the things that you do every day that sustain us, that guides us, that lifts us up so that we can be the people that you would have us to be. Thank you for this group of young people. Thank you for the adults who saw fit to make sure that they're here. Thank you for those who are going to teach these classes. But most of all, Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. May we always strive to live our lives in service to you through him and through him we pray. Amen. You just leave it on. Amen.
1: To the All oh Lord.
3: a lot more dick every than I am. We just got a plan. son and daughter-in-law are sick that can are sick that
1: I do they're going to be for
3: Alrighty. Final, final time. Anybody got anybody else we want to put on there? Aubrey Williams. Audrey
1: Williams. Mary, Martin, sorry. Who's that again? William. Sorry. Liliana.
3: That's it, Lillian. That's Marilyn's granddaughter. We all know Marilyn. If you don't, you can meet her sometimes. She's great. Ray Miller. Ray Miller. Austin Wentz. All right.
2: All right. all see I'm adding things up there too for y'all to pray for. Uh, the youth group's going to CYC this weekend, so let's make sure we're, we're praying for that activity. And then uh, also, uh, last leaders is almost here. and We have a lot of people working really hard to support our young people on that. So let's remember that as well. Anybody else? Yes. Yes, please. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for so many things, and Father, we're just thankful at this moment that we have a chance to be together to to um, study Your Word together, to fellowship together, and and to be the one body that we spoke about this morning. And Father, we're just uh, just so thankful that You blessed us with these opportunities, and so. Our prayers that we'll take advantage of it, that we'll open our hearts, our minds, we'll open your word, we'll we'll, we'll take it into our hearts and we'll listen to the things that uh, Drew has prepared and has uh, organized in your word to, to help us tonight. And so, uh, Father, we just ask you to be with us, but also be with him as your messenger and, and uh, give him a ready recollection of the things that he studied, because I know he studied so hard to prepare for tonight, so... We thank you for him, and we, we just ask you to bless him and be with him tonight. Father, another blessing that we are so thankful for is the opportunity to to lift these names up to you. Uh, Father, that we can, we can say this prayer together and lift these folks that we love up. And so, Father, we ask you to be with Philip Coates and Savannah Martin and Ricky Ross, James Goddard, Karen Buchanan, Brian Lester, Trent Eaton, the Rast family and their loss be with Eddie Smith, Vicky neighbors be with Troy and Whitney Forrest. be with Audrey Williams, We ask you be with Ray Miller, Austin Wentz be with Lance Foster, Cindy Barnett, Sandy Bonham and Larry. Father, there's so many more that we probably should mention by name, but, um, we, we're lifting those individuals up to you now. And, and the, the, our prayer of Thanksgiving is that we, we're so thankful that you know their needs. And and so, Father, we just ask on petition that that you have your hand over their lives and, and on those who are taking care of them and, of course, be with us as we try to serve them. And then, Father, I, we also want to pray for several activities that are going on here, especially for our young people. We ask you to bless those efforts. And so we ask you to be with CYC this weekend and be with our trip and the, those that we are taking here from this congregation. and help that be productive and spiritually uplifting for those that are going and the same for lads and leaders. Father, we just continue to lift uh, those opportunities up and those leaders and the young people who are participating in that. So father, we're going to close our prayer. Now, of course, we want to, we want to ask always to forgive us because we do know we fall short and, and then father, we just, uh, again, want to pray specifically for this class and it's in Christ's name. We pray. Amen
3: all right, so uh thanks, Aaron, for saying the prayer for us. I know when uh y'all probably saw Aaron was teaching the class, y'all thought, man, it's going to be good, it's going to be good because he is a great teacher." Then he saw my name out beside, and he said, "Well, we'll see what he's got, and uh I'm probably the youngest person in this class by fifteen years. So, uh, we'll see how great it goes, but um, the reason I'm teaching the class for Aaron is because when Brother Ken and Brother Stephen and all the elders had this great idea of having this five-year plan, they laid it all out, and we had tables in the annex, we were supposed to go sign up and what we want to teach, and this topic of systematic theology, which I didn't even know how to say at the time, was up there, and I thought, man, that sounds super hard. I hate for whoever's going to teach that. So then I saw Aaron over there. And me and Aaron have a pretty good relationship, and I thought, you know, I'll joke around with him. So he saw him over there signing up for it. And I said, Aaron, you beat me to it. I was going to sign up for this class. But, you know, you got it, so don't worry about it. He said, oh, no, no, no. I'll sign you up, too. So therefore, now I'm teaching systematic theology. And um, so tonight's study, like we talked about last week, Aaron, has that nice powerPoint I don't have a powerPoint I'm not technologically inclined aaron has got it all down pat. I just I know how they work on the computer that's about it but uh tonight's lesson is going to be angels and the devil it's really angels demons and the devil but we've decided kind of it's not much about demons besides they're here they do some stuff then they're gone so we uh decided we're probably talk about angels and then the devil most. But my, well, before we get started, I want you to turn to Job 38, verses 4 through 7. Job 48, 38, I'm sorry, verses 4 through 7. Aaron's going to put them on the PowerPoint, for the slide up there for you. So if someone wants to read that, we'll get started. Not everybody wants. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have have understanding. Who who determined the measurement? Surely you know. Or who stretched out the line upon it? On what were the bases sunk and who laid the cornerstone? When the morning star sang together and all the sons of of the God shouted for joy. All right. I'll raise your hand if you can teach a class for forty-five minutes on the angel on angels. I don't see a hand at all. So that's that's the problem with this class is that there we there's a you'll find out. Aaron handed out a power uh, a sheet. There's so much stuff about angels in the in the in the Bible, but we don't talk about it much, and people don't really understand the angels and what they have. So. Tonight we're kind of going to talk a little bit about where they come from, when they came, what do they look like, what kind of powers do they have, and what their purpose is to start this class. So the first question would be, when and where? So if you turn to Nehemiah 9, 6, Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Oh, you good? You good? Well. If somebody wants to read Nehemiah 9:6. Be happy to. Yeah. Take it away, Ken.
0: You've made heaven.
3: Heaven and heavens with all their
1: hosts, the earth and everything on it, the seeds and all
0: that's in them, and you
3: preserve them all. A host of heaven worships you. Okay. So you find out there it says, You are the Lord and you and you alone. You have made heavens and the heavens of heavens with the host of the Lord and all that is in it. So we know from Nehemiah 9 6 that God has made everything. Anything that you know, God has made it. So therefore we know that, we learned that last week, with Aaron's lesson, that God is the only, God, the Godhead is the only thing that's never been created. So therefore, the angels had to be created at some point, right? So then we turn to Exodus 20.11, and it says that God creates everything in the first six days. So then we go back to our, our verse that we talked about before we got started, Job 38, 4-7. Verse 7 is what we really want to hit on. Who is the sons of God that he talks about in verse 7? If he laid the foundation of the earth and man wasn't created yet, who is the son of God? I mean, you can have your own opinions, but my opinion goes to that—that that has to be the angels. So we know that God created angels pretty much early on in the process. So, any questions about what's going on so far about the? All I didn't figure there wouldn't be much questions. So here we go. The next thing is, what do they look like? What kind of powers do they have? You turn the Bibles to. Um, Numbers 22, 22 through, 20, through 31. Numbers 22, 22 through 31. It talks about Balaam's donkey and the angel. You get down to verse 31. We won't read this whole thing. But you get down to verse 31, it says And the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and was drawn with the sword of his hand and he bowed down and fell on his face. You go to 2 Kings 6:15 through 17. And it says that um, in verse let me see in verse 17 Elisha prayed and said, "O Lord, please open their eyes so he may see." So the Lord opened his eyes and young man and he saw them. Behold, the mountains are full of horse and chariot of fire around Elisha. If you read the first parts of those verses, we just hit the main points, but if you hit the first parts of those verses, it says what they look like. In Numbers, he was a man standing there with a sword, and here there was a fire of chariot. So the angels can pretty much look like whatever God wants them to look like. But the main point here is you can't see them until God opens your eyes, I think that's what we need to realize: that God had to open their eyes before we can see them. Now, what kind of powers do they have? They are super knowledgeable, but they're not all-knowing. They have super strength, but they're not all-powerful. And they have to trap, And they they can't be omnipresent because God has to tells them how to get to, tells them. When they can, where they can travel. So if you go to super knowledgeable, we all know the story of Gabriel and Elizabeth in Luke eleven, where he tells them they're having a ba- he tells Elizabeth Gabriel tells Elizabeth they're having a baby, which ends up being John the Baptist. And then later on, the same thing with Mary and Jesus. But if you go to Acts one ten and eleven. We'll read that, sir. We'll read that verses. Acts 1, 10 and eleven. And while they were they were gazing into heaven, and he went and behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men and said, Men of Galilee, why do you look standing into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from the heavens will come in the same way you saw him go into heaven. We all know the context here. It's when Jesus sends into heaven here in first, in Acts one. And they were standing there looking up, wondering what's next? Uh, angel comes in and tells them, you know, he's gonna come back the same way he went in. But let's turn to Matthew twenty four thirty six it says, But concerning the day of the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. So they they know how he's coming back, but no they don't know when he's coming back. So that's when they know that's when you know they're not all knowing. You go to strength and it turns into, you got examples in Genesis Genesis nineteen eleven and Daniel six twenty two, which are on the handout. And we go to Matthew twenty eight two through four. We'll read that one.
1: <clears throat>
3: this first, the thing about angels is, is that this first part of this whole lesson is so form, informational because nobody really knows unless you study about angels. And it, I know it can get kind of long, but. I promise we'll get some interaction here at the end. So um, Matthew twenty-eight two through four. If someone wants to read that, we'll get a little interaction going on.
0: And behold, there was a great earthquake. The angel of the Lord descended from heaven and he came and rolled back the stone and said on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his was white as snow. For fear of him, the guards trembled him, and became like dead
3: men. All right. So that's when they're going to check on Jesus and the roll and the stone has been rolled away. But if you turn to 2 Samuel 15 and 16, we'll read that in a second. But you know, we all know, we're all we've all been in church for long enough that we know that the these stones were huge that they rolled away, that no man could do it by himself, and the angel did. So you get to but you get they're not all powerful because you get to 2 Samuel 15. And 16, well, 24, 15, 16, yes. But chapter 24, verses 15, 16. So the Lord sent a yes, on a, on Israel from the morning until the appointed time. And there died a, the, the people from Dan and Beersheba, 70,000 men. And when the angel stretched out his hand towards Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord landed from the Charmondy. And said to the angel, "Who was working destruction among the people? It is. It is enough, not to, not to say your hand." And the angel of the Lord was by the, was by the threshing floor of mm hmm. Yep, whatever that a word is, the Jesuit. The Jesuit. So we see there by my terrible reading that. They're not all powerful because God had to stop. God can stop them from destroying the land there. So then you get to Daniel nine twenty through twenty three, where they get they're not omnipresent. Daniel nine twenty through twenty three. If somebody wants to read that, maybe they can do a better job than I can.
2: While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my plea before the Lord, my God, for the holy of my God. While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the first, came to me in swift flight at the time of evening sacrifice. He made me understand, speaking with me and saying, O Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for mercy, a word went out, and I have come to tell it to you. For you are greatly loved; therefore, consider the word and understand and understand the vision. Okay,
3: you find there in verse. Let me see here, verse twenty. Yes, twenty-three. No, twenty-two. I'm sorry. No, twenty-one. That's it. Twenty-one. That it says he was sent, seen in a vision first, came to me in a swift flight at the time of the evening of sacrifice. So it shows there that God sends, sent the angel, so they can't come whenever they want to. God has to send them, so therefore they can't be omnipresent. So you get to their purposes. What's the purpose of angels? He, Hebrews 1.14 it says, Are they not all ministering spirits and sent out to serve for the sake of those who inherit salvation? So their main purpose is to serve us. You get to Luke 16, 22 and 23. It's the story of Lazarus and the rich, Lazarus and the poor and the rich man. It says. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted his eyes and saw Abram afar and Lazarus at his side. So, that shows there in 22, the poor man died and was carried up by angels. So, they come, when we pass away, they come and take us up. So then we get to... Uh, we get to Luke 15:10 and they rejoice when we repent. Luke 15:10. Are oh, you good? You good? There we go. Just so I tell you there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So the thing about angels is that they repent. There's so many powers they have, but and they're, but they're all. The thing about angels is they've got powers, but they're all controlled by God. And I think that's one thing we need to remember about the angels. The last one is at the end. They're going to separate the sinners from the righteous. Matthew 13:41 through 43. If somebody wants to read that. Matthew
0: 13, 41 through 43. The Son of the Man will send his angels, they will gather out his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, throw them into the fiery barns, and that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the righteous will shine.
3: So there we go. In verse 41, it says, The Son of Man will send His angels, and they will gather out His kingdom and cause, and cause a sin in all lawbreakers. So when, it, when judgment comes, they're going to separate us. But So then we get to the main topic tonight of Satan. And you can't really talk about Satan without talking about angels. I know that was very informative and very quick, but like we've said, there's not much... We don't. Not many people know much about angels, and I hope this handout that Aaron passed out will help in in the future with everyone. We've me and Aaron talked about it earlier today. Like I feel like angels is kind of like the Godhead. We talked about Godhead last week, and we didn't have much topic to talk about because we kind of run from it because we don't know much about them. And I think that's what Rex A. Turner Sr. tries to do most in this book is nail down things that we don't talk about much, that we all need to know about. So let's get to talking about Satan here. If, if we learned from the angels that God created everything, so let's turn to uh, Isaiah 14, 12, and we'll, figure out when Satan, we'll try to figure out when Satan was created. Isaiah 14, chapter 12. I mean, chapter 14, verse 12.
2: How you are fallen
3: from heaven, O day star, son of dawn! How are you cut down from the ground, and who laid you from the nations below? It says in the book that that Satan and other other translations use Lucifer, and some of them use day star here. It's Aaron's got pulled up. That's all the same thing, and that he was created when the rest of the angels were created but here it says that you are fallen from heaven. So the question we all want to know is, would he, what made him be cast out of heaven? Why did he get cast out of heaven? So first we need to realize that, you know, angels are all for free moral agents. In that, you know, he was the first angel to be, commit sin, I believe. So, it's hard to understand what that sin is because you know in Genesis you find he's there and he's already been cast out into Eden with with Adam and Eve. So he's in, he's in Eden. He's been cast out of heaven. So we and we know that one. We know that sin. So the sin of that I that me and Eric A. Turner here believe is that it's in you have to look through the context. But it's when he's talking about the he's talking about the. Uh, Elders and what the qualifications for elders are, in 1 Timothy 3, 6, 3, 6. 1 Timothy chapter three verse six. It says, "And he must not be recent a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with consent and fall into the condemnation of the devil." So I looked up what condemnation meant, and it says. From Webster, the action of condemning or sentencing. So, not to be uh, conceited or become puffed up and fall into the same sentencing as the devil. So to me, and Direct A. Turner believe that Satan's pride got in the way. Satan's pride is what made him get cast out of heaven. And I know... I know a bunch. We all know people that are prideful and how they can be, and how they think they know everything, and how they think they, you know, you don't have to tell them anything. So that makes and God, you know, God doesn't deal with that well. God says pride is a big sin. So, I believe that's why the devil got cast out of heaven. So, the next next question is: Well, why didn't why didn't God just create angels so they couldn't sin? I mean that's the logical that's the logical question of why they could why would he create them and not make them not sin. So there's I have uh, I mean I have two reasons here. You can read your uh, handout later on and figure out your own reasons. But I think God God created angels the same way He created man. You know it's all He calls them the son of God in verse. in Job, verse thirty-eight, chapter thirty-eight, verses four through seven, he calls him son of God. And if I ask, I mean, I've asked anybody in here, are you a son of God? What are you going to say? Yes. So I believe that, you know, he created him. He created angels the same way he created man. That we all have free will and we can decide what we want. Also, if somebody can name me a something that was created on this earth. That doesn't—that is basically just a robot that gets told that God tells what to do all the time. Uh, Y'all can come teach the class because I probably don't know much more. Y'all know a lot more than I do. So that's my next thing: is that God didn't create anything on this earth that didn't have a conscience or free will. So then we get to the main point of the night: what is Satan's character, and what's his powers? And what kind of works does he have? The Bible states that there's forty around 40 different names for the devil. But the three most prominent ones are Satan, and Devil, and Tempter. Satan, you look it up, Satan means adversary. The devil means one who slanders. And the tempter means one who tempts, of course. So, you know, that... The thing is that the, his names are going to be the same way he attacks you. And I thought that was very interesting. He pointed out in the book that it, it, the name they use for him is exactly how he's going to try to attack you in your daily lives. So, you know, Satan has some great powers. You know, he's got great knowledge, but he's not all-knowing. He's, he has vast powers, but he's not all-powerful. And he, you know, he has a wide area of area to, to roam, but he's not omnipresent because he, he's an angel, just like the rest of them. It's, he has the same, only the same powers as the, as all the angels. So then we get to what we want to talk about. The book lists fifteen works of Satan, and there Aaron put them on that uh, sheet for everybody to look at. But tonight we're really just going to look at three. I you know, I figured it'd take a lot of time up to look at all fifteen. So if you want to wanna to look, it says in uh second Sam Second 2 Timothy two sixteen. It says the one, he lays traps for us to fall into. Second 2 Timothy two twenty six. What did I say? Sixteen? Two twenty six. I'm sorry, yeah. Two twenty six. And they may come to their senses and escape the snares of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. That's what, in, in the, on the handout that Anne had up there, it says he lays snares. He lays upon snares. And we all know from our daily lives that the devil, he'll trap you into, into things if you, if you let him. The next one, he puts things... Into your heart, which is Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. If someone wants to read Ephesians 4, 26 and
2: 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity. Okay.
3: This one, if he puts things in your heart here, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I get angry at work a good bit. It just happens. But I try not to sin. And in 27 it says, give no opportunity to the devil. You know, we can, as long as we try our hardest not to give the devil the opportunity He we, and believe in the Word and do what the Word says, it gives us, all the he gives us all the help. God gives us all the help we need. So then we go to. He holds the world under his influence in First John five nineteen. First John five nineteen, and we know that we are all from God, and the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. We talk about this in classes our whole lives about how. We're supposed to be separate from the world and how we're supposed to be different from the world. It's because what verse 19 says here, the whole world lies in the power power of the evil one. So then, this is, how do we, if that's the works, Aaron, you want to go back to that? Yes, yeah. If we got 15 works of the devil here, how do we, how do we uh, overcome them? Let's turn to Ephesians 6 12 through 18. Ephesians 6 12 through 18. And we'll get somebody can read that and we'll break it down. Ephesians 6 12 through 18. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, reading it and studying this as you know in our own lives how often do you think well I said I read my Bible tonight or I said my prayer before before supper or i you know I gave to the needy I gave you know I did what I was supposed to do today i spread the love of Christ if you go back up to verse what what is it Verse 14, I think it says. No, maybe 13. Yep. It says, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and have done all this to stand firm. We have to be diligent in what we learn through Bible class and through the preaching that we get on on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night we have to be diligent and realize that it takes the whole armor of God, not just the Bible, not just worship, not just so on and so forth. It takes everything together to defeat the devil. Because I know we talked about angels before, and we they're very mythical. We don't see them today. We don't do. We don't have anything really to do with angels today. And we all know that Satan is a a fallen angel, but he is real, and he is. As bad as they come. And it takes us, and that's our main goal. Our main goal is to spread the love of Christ and to spread His word to all nations. And as we do that, we are defeating, we're defeat the devil. So that's our main goal, is to defeat the devil. And it takes the whole armor of God. And I think, so in conclusion, we just really have to be diligent and be strong in our faith and our works to defeat the devil, and that we need to just realize that angels are real, they're here, they have a purpose. We may not see them, we may not know what they're doing, but they have a purpose for us all. I know it's probably a quick lesson tonight, but but we uh, I, um, I saw all I got and I hope we learned something and I hope we realize that the devil is real. That's the main point of this whole lesson. That the devil is real and he is coming to get you if you don't act if you don't put on the whole armor of God. Um we'll have a closing prayer and then we'll uh, be dismissed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank Thank you for all the many blessings you give us. We want to thank you for the time we had to come here tonight and study a portion of the word and realize that. The devil is real, and he is out to get us, Lord, and we have to realize that we have to put our faith in you and be strong in your will. I ask that you be with everyone in this class through the week as they go out to their jobs and their homes. Keep them safe and keep them under your wing, Lord. We ask that you be with the ones we had on the sick list earlier, keep all of them safe and bring them back to us if it be your will, Lord. We want to thank you so much for sending your son down cross for us that so we have a chance to beat the devil, Lord, with his his redemption. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.